so I found a new place yesterday that I love for coffee. It's called the Press Cafe in mm -hmm. beautiful Gilbert, just down the street from where my aunt and uncle live. So often on my days off, I'll go over and spend a little time with them and maybe even do some reading or some emails from different coffee shops. And I am sort of on the hunt for the perfect place here in the Valley, and I have a great list going. Okay. And the Press Cafe made top 10. That's really far. I won't say number one. Well, Where's certainly the location doesn't help. <laughs> really, yeah. Down the street from my aunt and uncle, but it's a good 45 minute drive from uh, St. John Vianney, so have it's you tried not, for fainted, yeah. not for the faint of heart. Have mm. you tried En Route? Ooh, en Route no. is really good. Where it's right that? here on Estrella. Mm -hmm. It's good. En Route? En mm -hmm. Route. They have really good mm. waffles. Really? Mm -hmm. Waffles. I love their coffee. Yeah. And it's like a cute study place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's They have couches. It's a vibe. Mm-hmm. A vibe. It's a vibe. Would you say it's lit? Uh, no. I would. I, I would say it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I will check this out. The En Route Cafe mm -hmm. on Estrella. Yes. Here in beautiful. It's kind of hidden, Arizona. so you gotta like. Yeah, you can Google yeah. it and you'll find okay. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for vibes. That it is a vibe. It is a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. This eternal drama of our salvation playing out from the beginning of creation. Faith itself is inherently dramatic. Dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. And yet this is how our God loves. He loves. Well, before we get started today officially, Padre, if you can lead us in opening prayer. I'd be very happy to welcome everyone to another show of our uh, a podcast, Dramatic Catholics. We're going to call down the Holy Spirit to guide us in our conversation today in the name of the Father and the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit to enlighten us, to give us his gifts, gifts of wisdom and fortitude, understanding. Help us to know your will and give us the strength to do it. We ask a blessing on all who listen today, all the hearts that are praying with us today through this podcast. We love you. And we're grateful to you for all the blessings we've received. We ask all of these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Welcome By the back. way, you can't see this uh, on the podcast, but I am enjoying a delightful cup of coffee it in my really ASU good. coffee mug because Works we're up. recording this. Can I give a timestamp? Yeah. To yeah. this podcast? Go ahead. It's okay. We're recording this on the day of ASU's home kickoff against the Thunderbirds <laughs> of Southern Utah University. So, forks up. Forks up, guys. Shout, Shout out. out. <laughs> Shout out if you go to ASU. We're well, excited to... Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, we haven't had you since, I think, the first our, episode. Yeah. So, we're excited to bring it back. We've had some <laughs> great guests, though. Yes. On our podcast, so that's been really fun to have. Mm -hmm. Esme has actually gotten recognized a couple <laughs> times because of the podcast. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Tell them about the, the kid at Mass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There was a, um, this past Sunday, there was a kid who was sitting behind me, and I just hear him go, hey, mom, that's the girl from Dramatic Catholics. Wow. The girl from Dramatic Catholics. So he went up to go receive communion, he came back, and he was just smiling at me, and I was like, wow, like. You are a star. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but, amazing. But it's really nice. Thank you to those who have came up to either Delilah or myself or Father and just congratulating us on our podcast. We're, we're really glad that you guys are enjoying it. And yeah, if you guys want to be on it, just like send us a 
dm on instagram and like let us know we'll be more than welcome to like have parishioners teachers whoever on we want to get to know more people so well we definitely want to give glory to god for this too it's the work of the holy spirit we're we're really uh excited that he's called us to this medium as a way to evangelize to proclaim his name to understand better his will here in our parish and whoever's listening uh, as esmeralda said let us know what your concerns are. Let us know what's on your heart, mm-hmm. what's in your, your mind these days, how we can pray for you. And uh, you can get a hold of us, obviously, on social media. Also, you'll see us at church. I thought you were going to say that somebody recognized your voice when you were at, like, Dutch Brothers. or Actually, today <laughs> like, at Kino. That'd be um, amazing. Be like, oh, my gosh, I know that voice. Are you the girl from Dramatic Alice? <laughs> wow, that would be, like, pretty cool. Wait but today it. at Kino, uh, one of my classmates, she was like, how's, like, the podcast going? You know, like, things. It was that question. I was like, wow, you're listening to our podcast? You're not even, like, you know, yeah. you're doing what's our parish. But, like, that's cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. So we wanted to have you back on. Thank you. Especially, I mean, you're two months in to being our pastor, right? Boop, boop. You started july 1st i think mm-hmm. officially and yeah so what's up been like we're starting the new ministry year so what are you excited about as we start all of our ministries coming back from the summer it's a great question delilah and i gotta tell you i am excited about so much i was praying about this the other day because i'm just giving glory to god and, and thankful to god for calling me to this beautiful parish to be with you all Thank you for your patience with me as I get settled into the pastor's chair, as I understand what it is that God's asking of all of us in these days. Also, as I get to know everybody, I was blessed to be here in 2014 and 2015 as a deacon and newly ordained priest. I remember a lot of people from those days. I was sent here as an associate pastor in June of 2022. And so for the past year, getting to know even more people, Yet, we have 7,139 families in our parish registered. I suspect there's a few more that haven't registered yet. (laughs) And so as I get to know everybody's face and names, I'm gonna mess up. And I just appreciate everybody's patience with me, their, their understanding, and I think we're having a lot of fun. As far as what we're excited about very specifically in ministry, gosh, this year we're gonna have something for everybody through the Holy Spirit and the generosity of our parishioners, especially our leaders in English and in Espanol. We may even sneak in a couple Polish masses this year to help our parishioners who are from Poland. We have activities and prayer opportunities and service, charity work, missions of mercy for everybody from little ones through not so little ones. Obviously, for men and women of the parish, for families and single folks, for those discerning their future. Yeah, I feel like we're just getting started, and there's already so much going on. It's beautiful. Yeah, we are excited. We're starting up youth ministry here um, Mm -hmm. on September 12th, Teen Mm -hmm. Club. Youth group will start on September 13th from 6 to 8 in our gym. We're kicking off religious education September 9th, so we're going to have a full, I think we'll have almost... 300, a little bit, probably over 300 students that will be mm-hmm. here on campus. That's that day. amazing. 300 yeah. students. Awesome. Yeah. So two months in, I'm sure you have stories, right? A few. What, what would, a few. What would you say is your most dramatic moment or story being pastor so far? What is the most dramatic? I, If you remember, friends, back to our first episode when Delilah and Esmeralda and I were discussing that dramatic really means an unexpected turn of events. It's not necessarily good or bad. I have to tell you, in my time as a priest, but very specifically in the last year, I have been amazed at the unexpected ways of God 
ways of healing and reconciliation. Obviously, I can't say what people share in the confessional, but I can tell you that some of my most dramatic spiritual moments have been with, with men and women who come to the sacrament of reconciliation. They come in nervous, they come in anxious, they come in with bricks around their shoulders. You can tell they're weighed down. And in the course of the sacrament, as they tell God through the priest, all that is on their heart, their sin, their fragility, their worry, and we pray together. And in the words of absolution, Jesus through the priest offers new life, new relationship. And I've seen healing that's incredible. People leave almost entirely new. You can see it transformed in their face, uh, a lightness, if you will. And I gotta tell you that as a priest, I know it's not me, it's Jesus working through me broken instrument that I am, but to do his will and to, uh, to serve his people like that is extraordinary. It's almost hard to put into words. Some of the other moments that have been pretty powerful are going to hospital visits and particularly when children are sick and mom and dad are just so worried and being able to bring the anointing of the sick or to a really little child, perhaps even a, a baptism, just to be able to pray with mom and dad as they are hurting and worried and obviously they're you know, probably not sleeping very well. And just to remind them, because they know it, but to remind them that Jesus is present with them. Yeah. It's pretty extraordinary. We've had a new school year of kids arriving back. I'm really excited for the youth ministry to kick off for the RE students and catechists to come on back because I hear stories and mm -hmm. the drama, again, if we think of that in terms of the unexpected ways of God, the drama that I hear in people's lives unexpected blessings, um, sometimes tragedy, and being able to be together in those moments so that people know they're not alone, even though it may feel like it, to know they're not, they're united with us in prayer and, and in Jesus's love. As the pastor, you know, I, I take very, very seriously the idea that I am a, a father to the souls in our parish. And that's not just those who come to church, but those are all of the, the souls, Catholic and not yet Catholic, <laughs> who live between Cotton and Avondale, between McDowell and the and the mighty Agua Fria Gila River. <laughs> so thanks for asking. And I got to tell you, I am really excited about the years ahead based on just the few months that I've already served. Yeah, and we're excited to yeah. just even be blessed to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And having people come back, it is really a big blessing to get to be a part of their lives in such like an intimate way like that through all of those dramatic moments, right, mm -hmm. that they encounter. So, yeah. So over the course of the last few episodes, we've asked our listeners and our friends joining us on the podcast to send in questions, things that they've always wanted to ask Father David or Esmeralda or Delilah, things that they wanted to ask any of our guests, things they wanted to know about the church or about St. John Vianney in particular. And it seems like we've had a really good response. We've had a lot of our user, excuse me, a lot of our listeners, <laughs> their usernames here in front of me. Uh, send in their questions and Fancy. still don't know what the name of the segment is. Delilah, what are you thinking? I don't know. I was the, the best I can come up with is ask Father David. <laughs> Q and A. Q, uh, Q and A with Padre. Um, yeah. Um, Q and A with Padre. Whoa. That's kind of cool. No, it is. Tell us well, what you guys think. I was yeah. going to say, maybe we should turn this back to our, our listeners a little, 
opportunity for you to have an impact on the show. Yeah, exactly. If you have any ideas for our segment for what this should be called, again, send us a DM on Instagram. Or I know on Spotify, you can leave a little a little comment. comment. So we'll be looking at those. But for now, we'll just call it Q&A with Padre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I like it. Uh, we sent out a story on our Instagram. If you don't follow our Instagram, it is at SJV underscore recharge. And we just asked you guys to send in some questions that you may have for Father David. And you guys sent in fabulous questions. Good questions. So are you ready, Padre? I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> don't is be. They're all good questions. They're okay. good questions. Okay. So we'll start it off with underscore Sepulveda 15. Oh. Ask, what was your calling to becoming a priest? Wow. Well, thank you, uh, Sepulveda for the question. Uh, it's a long story, but I'll tell you very quickly that it was really clarified for me when I was working at a bank in Ohio. I was about 28, 29 years old, and I was a member of St. Andrew's Parish in Columbus, Ohio. And I was noticing that a lot of the folks that would come to mass um, there on Saturday afternoon when I would were people that I worked with or I knew from the neighborhood or I had gotten to know through church activities. And it was 2008 or 2009 when the economic crisis had been hitting a lot of families hard. And I knew that so many people in that church were suffering either financially or people were having health problems. And there I was praying as a single guy and hearing Father Watson, the wonderful pastor there, preach. I felt a call myself to help and preach the good news of Jesus, hope in the midst of despair and the joy of Jesus Christ in the midst of a lot of the sadness of the world. And that was 2008, 2009. Over the next few years, as I prayed about it, I realized that God was calling me to be a Holy Cross priest. And so I ended up at Notre Dame. I should say back at Notre Dame. I had graduated from there a few years before and I was able to discern within the congregation of Holy Cross. I was ordained in 2015, and uh, I think we've covered before my trajectory from there was Arizona, Chile, back to Arizona. Yeah. And so there's a longer story, obviously, as God always does as he un unfolds in our, our lives. But basically, it was a call of joy and hope to serve the Lord Jesus in everybody that I meet but particularly serving as a priest in the congregation of Holy Cross. Well, praise God for your yes. That was a good question. Um, Lourdes7162 ask, what is one thing you dream of doing someday? Hmm, Lourdes7162. I would say probably church-related, I would love to have mass with the Pope. Ooh. I feel like that would be pretty cool. Dreaming big. I know. Go <laughs> yeah, big or go home. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you never but know. not church-related, it would be to golf at Augusta National. That's the home of the Masters Where's tournament. That at? That's in uh, Augusta, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia's really pretty. It is. I also don't think that's going to happen in my life. That's a pretty <laughs> prestigious know. golf course. <laughs> Are so, you good at golf? Yeah. No. No. I'm terrible at golf. I love golfing, though. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Well. I'm just not good at it. Hmm. Are you good enough to, like, train people how to play golf? Uh, I could probably help people learn some of the basics, some of the, the technique in a swing. Okay. Maybe how to putt. But, no, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be a... <laughs> How many times do you go throughout the week? Oh, no, not even once a week. I would say maybe once a month. Oh, okay. It's an expensive sport and it takes a long time. Oh, but is it really? It's yeah. a beautiful, this is a beautiful state to play in. And it's a, it's a great way to spend some time out in nature. 
oftentimes you golf with one or two or three other people. And so kind of a I, I, time of uh, friendship and thinking through questions and just enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Good question, Lourdes7162. So I'm so sorry. I can't pronounce this um, username, but it's Graciela. Oh, okay. And she asked... Hi, Graciela. Yeah, hi, Graciela. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't pronounce your username. <laughs> but she asked... How do you pronounce your username? Esmizzle. Esmi- okay. Esmizzle. <laughs> How do you I pronounce keep, it, Father? I, it looks like Esmizzle, <laughs> which is also a great username. <laughs> no, it's Esmizzle. Esmizzle. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Graciela asked, what advice do you give to people who received their sacraments through RCIA? Now OCIA. Yeah. That's o- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would love for you to explain, as the Director of Religious Education, why we've made the switch from RCIA to OCIA. Well, I know. I think it's very fascinating. <laughs> okay. Well, I only know some. I just know that it's instead of right of Christian initiation of adults, it's now order of Christian initiation of adults just because it felt like it was considered better explained as an order than it is a right. Is that fair to say? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> Graciela, thank you for the question. What advice do I have for someone who's completed their sacraments through OCIA, RCIA is sort of new to the Catholic Church? I would say, obviously, and I think we sort of take it for granted, stay close to Jesus and I always ask myself, how is Jesus present to me throughout the day? Well, we know he's really present in the Eucharist. And so if you have a chance to spend a few minutes any given day in our uh, Blessed Sacrament Chapel, that's the Capilla del Santissimo. That's open from 8.30 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Jesus is really present in the Eucharist. He's also really present in the Word of God. So to spend a a little bit of time every day with the Palabra de Dios, um, that's the the scriptures. The New Testament is full of stories of Jesus' love and mercy, his miracles, his teaching, also has great wisdom in the letters of St. Paul and St. Peter, St. James, St. John. Jesus is really present where two or three are gathered in his name. And we have a lot of groups here that have way more than two or three people (laughs) gathered in Jesus' name. So, you know, get in touch with our um, faith formation office, get in touch with the the different prayer groups at the church, and uh, spend time with other believers. Jesus is really present in the person of the poor. And so anybody that you meet who is in need of, of comfort, those who are vulnerable, those who are hurting, those who feel alone or abandoned, those are all uh, the face of Jesus. And the more time that you can spend with him, whether it's in his real presence in the Eucharist, with his word, Jesus is the word of God, with his friends, uh, his disciples here at church, with his brothers and sisters who are vulnerable and poor, the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you become like him, the more you grow in love with him. And uh, of course, those sacraments that you are now initiated in through RCIA or OCIA are going to help you to draw ever closer to him and to just deepen your relationship with him. Yeah, staying close to the sacraments. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for that answer. Fish Mama 623. <laughs> that is an awesome <laughs> username. Fish Mama 623. She asks, What's your favorite slash least favorite thing about being a priest? Whoa, Fish Mama. I think that's <laughs> our friend Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> My favorite thing about being a priest is the sacraments. You know, I've been a priest for over eight years now and I still get goosebumps saying mass Mm. and hearing confessions and baptisms. I'm still filled with a lot of joy. So yeah, for sure. 
the best part of being a priest are the sacraments. I get to, through the grace of God, serve Jesus in the person of Jesus as a priest. Least favorite thing. I will say that when it gets to be 116 degrees here in Arizona, wearing black pants and a black shirt are not fun uh, (laughs) or is not fun. Father, do you want to explain why you guys wear your black clothing? It's a great question. Why do priests wear black? Uh, Well, not all priests do wear black. It's more of a tradition here in the United States uh, to wear the black clerical shirt. And so you've probably seen these. They're sort of a a button-down short sleeve or long sleeve shirt with a, a flat collar. There's a little bit of white showing on the front in front of your throat. That comes from clerical attire from about 200 years ago called the Roman collar. And so if you see pictures of our founder, Father Morrow, he was a French priest. And the French priests actually wore a black robe, but they had two white slips of fabric, and that was called a Gallican collar. And the Gallican collar was really just for those who were French or Belgians. And when they came over to the United States, the De La Salle brothers still wear this. Some of the other orders you'll notice have that kind of collar. But everybody else wore this thing called the Roman collar, including Protestant clergy. And so that was the black shirt with that white strip all the way around their neck or just in the front of their throat. And so I, the Holy Cross Fathers adapted, uh, like many orders, to the United States custom of wearing that. And today, like most diocesan priests, we Holy Cross guys will wear that uh, that black shirt. And really now it has the function of uh, two things. One is it keeps our dress simple, mm-hmm. so it's not flashy. Two, it identifies us. Yeah. So if you're out and about and you see somebody wearing a white lab coat, you'd suspect that they're a doctor or a dentist, yeah. some kind of a medical professional. If you saw somebody wearing a blue shirt with a badge, you'd suspect they're law enforcement. If somebody sees me at Fry's, <laughs> buying monster they uh, see me in my collar they know that i'm a priest <laughs> with nice. a bad habit of drinking energy drinks <laughs> so during the the summertime it's that's your least favorite part it's wearing yes. black clothing hey makes sense shout out to y'all yeah. amen yeah amen all right that was a good question so penelope underscore not cruise ask <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading and do you have time for it penelope underscore not cruise thank you for the question (laughs) i am reading i love to read i do have to make time to read because things get busy i i also get drawn into different shows i'm not going to mention and give any free publicity to anything on hulu right now (laughs) but there's a really good show that i'm on uh, i think the fourth episode of what am i reading right now i have a book about father kino I am just about to the part where he comes to Arizona. He's in Baja, California right now, spreading the word of God. That was the Jesuit apostle who really brought Jesus and the gospel here to Arizona. I'm also reading a book called Quo Vadis, and it's a novel, so fiction, but about the first two centuries of Christianity in Rome, and specifically the story of early Christians who were being persecuted by the emperor Nero. I like to generally read history and nonfiction, but once in a while it's nice to read a novel. I also love mysteries. The next book on my list is an Agatha Christie mystery novel. Okay. Ooh, you like mystery? I do, I do, yeah. Wow. You should recommend some to me. Okay, I also I will. like that genre. Nice. And I'm trying to get back into reading. Okay. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Um I'm not reading anything right now. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so I I guess with the free time that I do have, I would like to read okay. something. So would can, you 
What nice. do you think about starting some kind of a reading club or a maybe a book <laughs> club here at San Giambiani? Yeah, we yeah. really should. Yeah. Nice. I yeah. think that would keep I struggle. Me. Yeah, I need it, accountability yeah, when I read. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. So I know if like each week we're going to have like a meeting. Ooh. Hey, so what did you think? that yeah. I need to read it. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to come to the group without knowing. Yeah. Coming soon to Dramatic Catholics. <laughs> a a segment. <laughs> a book club. Oh, that could be a segment. We could oh. all read together, maybe. We can, yes, we could. We can put a book out. Mm-hmm. And we can all read That'd it. That would be, okay. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. yeah. That might That's be a fun. good question. She also asked, if someone is struggling with the validity, validity? Mm-hmm. Validity. Of catholic church history where should they start this is also penelope Mm -hmm. underscore not cruise yeah okay well i think the question is about if people are having trouble understanding how the catholic church even though it's had terrible moments of scandal and sinners who have done terrible things it's also had amazing saints and it continues the mission of jesus that he gave us in matthew 28 to go to the whole world and preach the good news baptizing all people, uh, how do we square those things? Just last week, Matthew 16 tells us that Jesus gave Peter, the prince of the apostles, the keys to the kingdom and said that upon the faith of Peter, the rock, Jesus would build his church, Jesus's church. And so we know that it's his church. We know that the gates of hell can't prevail against it. Yet we also know, especially from recent history, that there are terrible, terrible scandals and tragedies and sin and violence that's been inflicted sometimes in the name of christ even we think of some of the people that have suffered over the years because of traumatic experiences with religious leaders we think of some of the the colonization that happened and people were forced to believe things whether they liked it or not and it wasn't the way of the saints that's one of the things i love about this father kino book he brought with a smile and the joy and the hope of a real follower of Jesus. He brought the Tohono O'odham Nation, the Pima. He brought the Yaqui native peoples to Christ. It's just incredible. So, Miss Penelope, <laughs> I, not Cruz, I would say the thing to consider is that we are, as followers of Jesus, all capable of being sinners and denying Jesus like St. Peter. We're also all capable of following him all the way to Calvary and suffering with Jesus, dying with Jesus, assured that we'll rise with him. And uh, the church's history has always been very human, but also divine. And so important, no, crucial, Mm -hmm. crucial to think through history in terms of the resurrection of Jesus, that, that we know the end of the story and that he will make all things new. Does not excuse the tragedies, but it does help us to have perspective. Yeah, I think you answered that beautifully. I don't know about that. But yeah, I thought that was, yeah, that's beautiful. Well said. Lourdes, going back to Lourdes. Lourdes had a lot of great questions. Thank you for sending that in. But this one stood out to me because I feel like a lot of people can struggle with this certain fear. She asked, how, do, how to overcome fear of going to confession when not having a good experience before? Lourdes, that is a great question. I'm really, really glad that you asked that because my hunch is that about 99.8% of the listeners Mm -hmm. to this podcast have had that experience, myself included. Mm -hmm. And it may not be just that you've had a a tough experience in the past with confession. It may be that you just have a really heavy sin and you're nervous to have to admit it. It also could be that you're really close to the priest that you're going to go to confession to. And so you're embarrassed to have to say it to him. 
advice that I would give you is to one, remember that this is the sacrament of confession and healing. And so Jesus has promised to be there with mercy Two, remember that the priest can never say anything of what you share in confession. Three, I would, I would tell you, and this is very true. We priests do not remember the sins that we hear. And I couldn't really believe that before I was ordained. I would hear that from some of the priests that I know, like, oh yeah, we, we forget it. It's a special grace of the confessional. I can tell you, it's totally true. I hear the confessions every Saturday morning and Tuesday afternoon here. On Thursday middays, I hear it at the cancer center. Throughout the week, I'll have confessions at different parishes and hearing all that sin, but more so dispensing all the mercy from Jesus, I don't remember what people tell me. And so if you're nervous that, gosh, if I tell Father this, the next time we're hanging out, he's going to be thinking, oh, I remember what you did. (laughs) I don't. We don't. And so to remember that is key. But also very practically, if uh, you had a a particularly tough experience with a, a particular priest, you might consider going to a different parish. There's no um, rule that you have to go to your own parish. There's certainly no rule that you have to go to a particular priest for confession. So it could be that the bad experience you had was because Father was having a bad day, because of the time of confession, the long line. Who knows? Give it another shot. Go to a different church. Go to a different priest. Whatever. But key is to go and receive the mercy of Jesus. And remember that the priest can never say anything. And also that uh, he won't remember what you say which gives me a lot of comfort before I go to confession because I don't think that embarrassment really ever goes away because it is, it's, it's tough to admit that you're human. It's tough to admit that you make mistakes, but boy, don't you all feel so much better after confession? I do yeah, for sure. Cause I've been healed. Mm-hmm. Right. I also remind uh, different people and in my prayer, I remember myself, God already knows what we did. So we don't have to worry about like informing God. <laughs> he doesn't need me to remind him. What he does need me to do is to get that stuff outside of me, to take that that sin, that garbage on my soul and remove it from my soul or put it out there, I should say, so that Jesus can remove it, right? Get it out of me by admitting it out loud to another human being, the person of the priest. And Jesus, through the person of the priest, will absolve you and takes that sin away. Just awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful sacrament. Would you say it's also going to confession? It's learning to forgive yourself even after the Lord forgave yourself, like forgave you. Sometimes you can walk away from confession with the burden still there, but it's knowing that you're forgiven and now it's like the next step. Okay, now I have to forgive myself too. Yes. (laughs) That's really well said, Esmeralda. I I would say to anyone out there who is struggling with uh, letting go, you know, we priests aren't psychologists and... Uh, it's not the case that going to confession is basically like going to a Catholic psychologist or counselor. If you came to me with you know, a sore throat or a headache, I would pray with you. I might even do the anointing of the sick, but I'd also encourage you to go to the doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes when I, in confession, hear people um, talk about perhaps psychological or emotional trauma or hurt, Uh, We pray together, and certainly we pray the sacrament together, but then I would encourage people to go in and talk to a counselor. And so if after going to confession, after confessing their sins, confessing what's on their heart, if you leave and you still have a heaviness, that might point to the need to go to somebody who's a professional um, with psychology and work it through with them.
thank you for everyone who submitted a question and we hope to if we didn't finish or we didn't get to your question we would definitely like to do so in the next coming podcast like we said this is a, a segment we want to continue to do so in the next go around if you didn't get to ask a question we'll be posting again q a with padre Whoa. <laughs> you should add some like cool music please, like, send, no. <laughs> <laughs> please everybody send in some better some better names <laughs> But right now we're sticking with Q and A with Padre. With Padre, yeah. Thank you thank so much. Thank you, Esmizzle. Esmizzle. Thank you for acknowledging it. I'm working on. <laughs> I'm working on saying it right. It's a really two thousands two thousands username. Esmizzle for shizzle. Yeah, I get you. But yeah, thanks for setting time for being with us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before we go, a couple things, almost like an, an advertisement here. I thought we could invite everyone one more time to our five o'clock Sunday mass. This is the mass that uh, used to be a bilingual kind of last chance for salvation here in the West Valley. (laughs) Uh, And last year, 2022, we added a 7 p.m. mass in Spanish, and that allowed us to offer a 5 p.m. mass in English on Sunday. The young adult Catholics of our parish, including these two great Catholics, Esmeralda and Delilah, have been helping to lead this Mass. And so they are lectors, they're Eucharistic ministers, they're ushers, they're musicians, and really help us to worship the Lord in a beautiful way. It's got a different vibe, Mm -hmm. you know, from the other Masses. I would just encourage everybody to come and and take a look. We've been growing. We're over 300 people regularly. It's really beautiful for me as a priest to see new faces. So that tells me that people that have been perhaps looking for a, a Sunday evening option are joining us also cool to see how many young kids are there it seems like a lot of young families are oh, joining are. us yeah, on sunday sure. evening so this is a a family friendly mass everybody you know i don't mind hearing some noise that the kids like to <laughs> to make some noise for the if lord the church ain't crying it's dying it's Whoa, dying. i like that <laughs> if the church ain't crying it is dying yeah. yeah i like that okay so yeah please join us every sunday evening here at saint john Vianney at 5 p.m at 5 the, p.m and then afterwards do you all do any kind of fellowship yeah every now and then we'll send out our schedule that should be coming out here shortly for mm-hmm. our uh, young adult events we do hold them i believe one sunday after the 5 p.m but we also offer a thursday evening mm-hmm. as well for those who can't make it on yeah. sundays we have social events coming up spiritual night coming up so again follow our instagram at sjv underscore recharged should i announce mine do it it? so i have been taking a little break (laughs) for about a year and a half from my uh, instagram presence and uh you know praying about it it is a it's kind of a fun way to keep in touch with everybody i love to see pictures of my brother priests around the world i love to show the way the you know the lord is working in my life and so you can follow me at father halm f-a-t-h-e-r-h-a-l-m awesome father there Holm, it is wow name. the big he, announcement guys father I don't david don't get super excited back guys, on instagram <laughs> we're gonna have some fun we're gonna be posting some good pictures of some great stuff that the lord is and gonna we can be doing tag here you in the west now. valley yeah you can yes. tag me we can tag you for this podcast whoa. episode whoa all right <laughs> Uh, give some one last announcement is that we're also going to be doing masses in the Las Ligas neighborhood. I'm really excited about this because this is uh, just across Lower Buckeye from the church, and it's a really historic area and it's got some really amazing families. This is uh, Misa in Espanol, so Spanish mass, and it's once a month 
It's outside. And afterwards, it's the best Mexican food in the Valley Ooh, of the Sun. It's amazing. You, got you got folks from Chihuahua, Sonora, Jalisco, Ooh. the DFA. It's really, really beautiful. And that's the third Friday of every month. So the next one is going to be September 15th and at 6.30 p.m. in Las Ligas. That's on Illini Street or Illini <laughs> if you want to do the Spanish pronunciation. And uh, just check out the bulletin for more information. But that's the Las Ligas Misa en Español. See you there. Awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Is it for, is the food free? It is. If y'all ain't there, come on. <laughs> so a lot of exciting things happening here and offsite at the pair. So we hope to see you here. But yes. to end this episode of Dramatic Catholics, Padre, can you end us in closing prayer? I'd be happy to. In a moment of silence, wherever we are, however we're listening today, in a moment of silence, we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts, answer the needs that we carry with us, give glory to his Father, our Father, and all through Jesus Christ. Father, hear our prayers. We give you thanks for all that we've received together in this podcast, in our parish, in our families. And we ask that you continue to bless everyone who listens. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.